Welcome to Just an Andrew Didn't Call Podcast. Well, well, welcome into Just an Average NFL Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Hayes, with Matt Baker. That's me. And uh, you can currently find us at avgnflpod.com, but we will be changing a lot of things in the offseason. Once we get everything rebranded, we will have a show just to tell you about it. But until then, that's where we'll be. Um, So... Got the playoffs coming up, and um, we're going to have our awards here in a second. Do want to talk a little bit about some news. So uh, a lot, a little bit's happened on the coach front. We're not going to deal with players' injuries and stuff because we're we're a fantasy podcast, and yeah, nobody should be playing fantasy. No, you a little DFS <laughs> here and there, but you're not yeah. you're not playing fantasy right yeah, now. Yeah, and so I I'm not going to try to scrape all that together and throw it out there. Um, if if they're hurt, don't play them. Yeah. Um, if you're playing anything still. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Bill Belichick finally – so all the rumors were true. They did part ways. There was a brief period of time where there was – there was like Belichick came out and was like he wanted to stay there and yada, yada, yada. But apparently that was – they were like, we don't give a shit. You're like, no, I think. And then uh, today Gerard Mayo, which I hadn't even – I forgot Gerard Mayo existed. I still don't. I don't until I don't today. I it's a thing right now. Either. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, he's a former Patriots – linebacker um he was named head coach i don't know i mean i i I guess i should have done a little bit of research but i don't know where gerard mayo's been if he's been coaching i would hope he's been coaching yeah i hope this is at least have some kind of experience somewhere uh, or something what the colts did with uh what's his lips when they brought him in and never coached anywhere yeah (laughs) the uh lineman um but anyway so yeah gerard mayo's in and then um Pete carroll out that one was a surprise yeah, I'd, I hadn't heard nothing. I'm just about learning that. that. Yeah, like right now, you were like yeah. Pete Carroll. I'm like, what? Um, and so he he uh, he got he got axed up there. I actually I read somewhere today that that uh, it might be more like a promotion. He might become something like head of football operations or something. I, uh, and so I don't I don't know the full story. Uh, again, we are just average. I mean, they're gonna have to. You imagine the amount of money they're gonna spend on buying that man chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he should. He That's should, part of his promotion. <laughs> that guy should have his own gum. He should come out with the, the Pete Carroll Select or something, right? Or at least get his own, like a, like a Wrigley should come out with the Pete Carroll brand of. So he's whatever. been there. Um, um, Mayo has been there. Uh, linebacker. Inside linebackers coach, coach. for the last okay. five years. Okay. So um, apparently, it's a promotion was, from within. Yeah, he moved him up. So. Apparently, they were they're ready to do that, and then. Um, uh, who else did I write down was out? Rabel. Yeah, which that one floored me. And then I heard rumors that maybe he got let go because he wanted to coach New England. And then I heard Gerard Mayo got hired today, and I'm like, well, I guess well, Rabel's not going That there. one's out of the question. Yeah. I mean, I know the Panthers aren't going to do it because the, the the dumbass owner up there is it, like enamored with one of these young up-and-coming offensive coordinator. He wants this innovative-type offensive guy to come up there. Mm-hmm. Um that's what they wanted to do last year. Instead, they got Frank Wright, who was an offensive, who is an offensive-minded coach. But so I know they're not going to. But if I was an owner of an NFL team, I would pay Vrabel whatever he wanted to be my head coach. That dude is just—he is somebody to me that can manage players. I think he has the respect. He'll always have the respect of a locker room, um, and his passion. And his desire to win games 
over um, anything else is is uh, something that I I really would love in a head coach and and he's he's been successful. I mean he 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 was doo-doo brown this season, but they also gave him a doo-doo brown freaking roster, you know. Yeah. So Wilson's gonna be interested to see where variable ends up. I think he's gonna be successful regardless of where he goes. Um, I don't think that he could play or coach for Tepper in Carolina because Tepper is turning into one of those owners that's got to have his fucking fingers in the the, the, the cake yeah, all the time. Always, yeah. But um, it would be nice to have uh, somebody like him as a coach, but they're not going to. They're going to go try to figure something. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I, feel, like, I feel like the Panthers are on the verge of becoming the – the old school Browns, you know, just the team that's always just, at the bottom. Yeah, nobody's school talking a lot Washington. about them and just, yeah, all yeah. that. Just always sucking every year. The owner's always, everybody, like, why can't we ever win? And it's like, well, because you won't shut the fuck up and let people do their job. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll get lucky. <clears throat> it does say Pete Carroll and Seahawks decided to mutually part ways but he will remain with the team as an advisor. So ah, there's okay. something there. Yeah. It just with Brable, it just says he's been released as a yeah, they, head coach. They, so they, they just they, they just like telling him to fuck off. I think yeah, there was I, some it, internal turmoil with that's, him. That's yeah, good possibility. It yeah. seemed kind of he'll lay on his feet. He, he's going to be the probably the hottest, uh, one of the hottest coaching. So you're saying he'll be at yeah. the Falcons next year yeah. or something? And 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 on off on the off chance that David Tepper listens to this podcast, I mean it's. It's not. It's not a zero percent chance that he listens. It's probably close. To, it's definitely close to zero percent. Probably closer <laughs> to zero percent than any other percentage. Yeah. But on the off chance, I would like to remind you that D'Amico Ryan's is was a defensive coordinator who was hired as the Texans' head coach, whose quarterback absolutely dominated as a rookie with a high-powered offense, and they went from a team that was most likely voted most likely going to be in the top five draft this year to a team that's in the playoffs now with a rookie coach and quarterback uh and so this whole we got to get the 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 ben johnson the the you know everybody's trying to look for the next uh mcdaniel you yeah. know and uh and so how did that work when the, the raiders did it with josh mcdaniel who is garbage and is supposed to be this innovative offensive mind yeah. and so you know it's better to get a leader of men and then work the rest out. And uh, you <laughs> fired a leader of men in Frank Wright because you wouldn't let him lead them. Um, and now you're go- you you don't care about finding a leader. You want this innovative mind. Yeah. Um, you better hope that the innovative mind you get can also lead alpha athletes. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. my uh, – I'm done with that rant. <laughs> anyway, and so there it is. There's some coaching changes. There's bound to be more. The GM's getting axed yeah, and there's... hired and, and all that. And there's talk to even – with um, with Belichick out there, there's so many teams that are are clamoring for him. Also, for the record, a defensive coordinator, head coach, um, who who for a lot of years had a very good offense. Anyway, I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh, there's there's talk of these teams that if they don't like uh, the uh, the Cowboys, for example, if they get axed the first round, Mike McCarthy maybe may get fired. May, yeah, so they can go fire, try to get Vrabel or Belichick. So some of these playoff teams, may, you know, there's still some dominoes left to fall. Yeah, there. you don't know what's going to come from all this. Yeah. It's, it's still really early for yeah. any of the real news. And so, but um, oh, and I, I thought about this too. So imagine if uh, if the the Ravens win the Super Bowl and the Harbaugh's sweep football mm, <laughs> with, yeah. with uh, the Michigan winning. 
Michigan Tech, and yeah, that. Yeah, title. and then if if the Ravens somehow pull off the Super Bowl and the Harbaugh brothers just come out and uh, just and, own it and take deuces on everybody, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's gonna be interesting. I thought about. That. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person to think about that, but I, it's out. It, it came to me organically. You were the first one to think about it between us, so <laughs> you didn't get that from uh, me. Between me, myself, and I, I was the first one to think about it. <laughs> so, all right, before we roll into the awards, um, let's talk about our Super Bowl predictions. Mm. Okay, now, well, I'm going to ask you, first of all, who do you want to go to the Super Bowl? Who do I want to go? Yeah, who do you, not who do you think is going to go, who do you want to go? I want the Bills to go. Okay, and who do you want from the NFC? Um... You got 49ers, you got the Eagles, you got uh, the Cowboys. I don't want, I, you know, honestly, I, I guess I'd, I'd say the I, want the, I want the Cowboys to go because I think it would quiet a lot of shit down. There'd be a lot less, I, I don't know, it, there'd be a lot more, but it would be a lot less just quiet down baby who? bullshit. Everybody. Like, it's it's, it's just, not going to quiet down them annoying-ass Cowboy fans. It's going to make them – You know what I think is more annoying? Me, personally, it's not the Cowboy fans that are whining. It's all the people making fun of the Cowboy fans every time something because goes Because Cowboy, Cowboy fans, fans haven't won anything since the mid-'90s, and they act like – they still act <laughs> like that they, they – oh, don't even get me started no, I mean, on Cowboy it, fans. It just doesn't don't annoy me nearly fans. as much as all the other people I did not putting know down this the Cowboy fans you, all the way. Me and you are going to have a long, detailed <laughs> – <laughs> argument after so, this show. I think if the Bills and Cowboys <laughs> go to the Super Bowl, it would be it, it would be a very I think it'd be a very good match. First of all, if the Cowboys and make the Super Bowl, I I, w- I would rather jump into a wood chipper <laughs> than listen to Cowboy fans if they make it. To the and Super you know that that may be what changes my whole aspect on all of it. It <laughs> oh, may be that would you be the will turnover. Change it. But Trust like like at this and point, it's win? like bro. If they oh, win, if they won't win against the, the Bills, world but. will explode. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's if if that's what I wanted, that's that's probably just because it, it would it would not only be a really good game. I feel like it would be fun to watch, but it would also be like the backlash on on both sides of everything would be amazing. And and a little personal, uh, if the Bills win, all my Josh Allen rookies go through the roof. So, <laughs> game, set, match, that's what I want. That's what I, what I all need. All right, well, that's what you want. So, what, what I, I want, want, just saying, you know. Is I want uh, Green Bay to play the Miami Dolphins. Okay. It's that's a very unlikely Super Bowl, so that's not, yeah, not my prediction. It's not something that you know, but but it would be nice if it did happen. I have a lot of Wisconsin family. My dad is from Wisconsin, um, and so Green Bay has always been my second team. And if the Panthers keep sucking balls and the owner keeps doing what he's doing, then Green Bay will become my first team. But <laughs> so there's that. I really like Jordan Love. I like what they're doing with the receivers there. Um, and then I just like I like Mike McDaniel's. I like what he's done in Miami. Yeah. Um and uh he's entertaining to watch he's, too. He's very entertaining. He's very sideline, yeah. you know, in, involved in the game and yeah. all his after after And his the story game is a story is, that needs to be told. I know a lot of people get tired of him because they see him all over TikTok and they see the way he he, he goofs with the press and people are just like, I'm so tired of seeing Mike McDaniel and all this. Well, he's also been on hard knocks the second half of the season, so that's why you see all these clips also. Yeah. But his story of how he got to where he is and the path that he they took you know and, and all that is a story that's it's really interesting and the way his mind works and the way that he is um i just i i think it's a great story i don't think they're going to um but because they haven't beat anybody all season except i don't, I don't know they i think they only beat one team with a win record all season so yeah uh they just had a really nice record but who knows who knows stranger things happen the freaking um wild card giants 
won two Super Bowls at Eli Manning. Yeah, um, yeah. And both of them were, were wild cards, and both of them were against the best team uh, at the time, the Patriots. One of them was an undefeated Patriots team. So, again, anybody can get hot, and things can start clicking at the right time. Yep. Um, but that's what I want. So who now tell me, who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl, and who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? That that one's a lot tougher for me. I I mean, like I looked, I was looking at it last night and trying to figure the the breakdown, and you know, looking at the brackets and where everybody falls, and and then you get all this overload of controversy and scripted scheduled all this crap that everybody keeps talking and i i don't know i first of all i ignore anybody that says that uh, that says anything about scripted seriously so you just throw that in yeah the no i mean i'm just saying like you know there's they got all these people it, it it messes with your mind whether you intend it to or not but like all the you know oh well the new super bowl emblem or whatever yeah, the releases, the, the these colors, colors and, uh, yeah, and this and that and it's you know, whatever. You but have I to mean, throw it's, that stuff in the garbage. But it's, it's, I don't know. I kind of, I guess it, it still go back to what I want, but not what I want. I, I kind of think the Browns are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay. And they're going to end up playing the Lions. That, I, I would actually get down with the, the Super Bowl. The, the brackets are appeasing to the Browns, but not to the Lions. I mean, because yeah. the, the, the Browns play, they got a, what I consider a pretty soft matchup first week. And if they come off that hot and heavy, and then they got to play the I think the Ravens after that, yeah. and it can't. The Ravens are a better football team. Don't get me wrong, but right. I can see the Browns upsetting the game. Well, yeah, the you rivalry know, between that them. defense, yeah. and the other defense, well, and it'd yeah. be like a nine and nine. So I mean, it, it wouldn't. I think that like Flacco I was would love nothing more than to knock his former team and, out. And of that's playoffs. another thing too. You know, with the whole all the 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 grudge matchup, all this this team's playing this former team and this team's this I, it just I think the Browns and Lions are what it's going to end up being and I yeah. think the the Lions are going to beat them and I think the Lions take the Super Bowl this year I think if I had now I, I can't I can't tell you all the stats I if, if I do anything that affects my way of playing fantasy or even predicting games is that I listen to too many um of the uh the metrics the uh oh my god I can't analytics analytics there yeah. it is I listen to too much of analytics stuff. I, I follow, I listen to a lot of analytics podcasts, and uh, and if I if I'm flipping through TikTok and anybody's breaking down st- stats analytically, yeah, yeah, um, I, I I just listen, and and it, and it will affect what I think. But I did hear a guy the other day, and he went through a list of um, statistical things about previous Super Bowl winners, mm-hmm. and he's and he gave the percentages like uh you know eighty five percent of all the Super Bowl winners had this turnover margin and 84 yeah. percent of them had this blah 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 and when he got done with the stats there's only there was only one team of all the teams that met every statistical category of previous super Bowl winners and that was the then these are the categories that he gave yeah um and that was the san francisco 49ers okay they met every metric that he threw down and mm-hmm. then the other team that met all but one metric was the Baltimore Ravens, and okay. and and so therefore, based off of that logic, I <laughs> say it's going to be the 49ers versus the Ravens. 49ers yeah. are going to win, and and the and the biggest thing that that turned me, and and here's the thing about analytics, so he'll give you the, you get the stats of 400 and f- you know percent of the Super Bowl winners with blah 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 had this stat. Okay, that's fine, 
How many that didn't make it this, to the Super Bowl also had that stat? You yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like how many teams that didn't even make the playoffs also had that margin would've, of would have had differential, that exact, whatever. Yeah, that and so would, you don't ever know. Line. But a hundred percent of Super Bowl winners had a stat that he was given, and I, 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 I it was late. I'd had a lot of beer, and I was just watching this TikTok. So I can't remember because I wish I could. I'd give the numbers, and then I'd give him credit. And again, I didn't verify any of these, so he could just be blowing smoke. <laughs> he, he could just be like, some, he could instead of laying down looking at TikToks after he got drunk, he decided to make a TikTok. He's just making up, confidently <laughs> giving these numbers that no one's going to double check. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But that doesn't happen though. It's TikTok, yeah. right? But but of of I think he gave six different stats. Of the six, the 49ers are the only one that met all six, and they were the only one of all the playoff teams that met the one that 100% of Super Bowl champions since, like, 85 or whatever met. And yeah. so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, the 49ers. And, um, you know, it, looking at the line, I mean, it could easily be the 49ers, too, as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that the Lions are going to play the 49ers yeah. to get to the Super That's going to be the game that, you know. Well, I, and I will say there's, but, there's some dark horse teams. The Rams are a dark horse team. They're yeah. peaking at the right time. If everybody stays healthy – the way that Stafford's playing right now, the way that Kyron Williams is playing right now, and the way their defense was playing coming into the playoffs, this team is not the same team that started the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's and not. And so the, the statistics that this guy's given over the long – you know, that's the other thing is it's like, okay, well, from what about from like week six – what teams that are in the playoffs led in these categories? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and stuff. is this still? And so that's that's always the, the problem with analytics. Of yeah. you know, it's like, well, this guy. You know, you look at a guy. Uh, we'll, we'll give Bijan. Bijan, for example, if you look at his fantasy finish in production, everybody's like, oh, this guy was great. You don't take into account that one week he scored twenty five, and the next week he scored negative point nine. Exactly. And then the next week he scored three point one, and the next week he scored thirty yeah. or something crazy like that. You, you just them, look at he averaged thirteen point four points yeah, on, on the whole week. Average. Yeah. yeah. And so. It's the same thing with these analytics. It's got these stats he's given. That's throughout a whole season. But you don't know if there's one part of the season where they were really fucking good in that area, and then the rest of the season they weren't. They but just it, fell but apart. they were so good then. Well, you can lose one. You could lose a left guard, and all of a sudden your quarterback can't do anything, and yeah. you tank off. You know, or yeah. you can gain a left guard or a you right. know a right tackle. Or you know, yeah. There's, there's so there's so many variables make everything. I mean, we're talking Houston Texans are in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and and that's something that you come to me in the beginning of the season. I'd have never even fathomed that they were going to make it this far. And that's what if the you, if you'd have walked up to me before the season started and you said, "Hey, the Houston Texans are going to go to the playoffs," I would have said, "I'll bet you anything." And you said, "Okay, if the Houston Texans make the playoffs, you have to chop off your left hand." And and and, and I'd be like, "Okay, well, what do I get if they don't?" You'd said like. 20 bucks. <laughs> and I'd have said, that's a done deal. I'd take that. I'd have take that bet. There's no way I'm losing this Because there's no way hand. I'm losing this bet. No I'm gonna, way. This is just an easy 20 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it, you're looking at a rookie quarterback, two <laughs> yeah. rookie receivers. Yeah, a rookie a, head coach. Rookie head coach. Yeah. There's so much yeah, that... The defense was to, absolute horrendous garbage last year. And then all of a sudden, their yeah. defense looks... Yeah. Especially, their defense <laughs> turned around midseason as well. They're one that, like, you're looking at... Yeah. The, there's the Texans, right? At the beginning of the season. Then yeah. all of a sudden, it goes... Bloop, yeah, because D'Amico Ryan's figured it out because he's a great defensive exactly. coach. Exactly, and it, it just everything turns around. So yeah. I mean, that's and you can't predict that going into this yeah. stuff. I mean, that's, you can't. And so either way, I still gonna I was still gonna believe the analytics, and I and also they're the best teams in each division right now. Yeah, the, Baltimore is peaking at the right time. They're rolling hard. Mm -hmm. uh, he's starting. Um, you know, Lamar's starting to click with this offensive scheme. 
And then I, I, I just uh, I think the 49ers are the most complete overall team, offensive, defensive. As long as everybody every can stay level. healthy, it's, it's going to be a magical, magical yeah. thing when they play. Yeah, definitely. And so I, I think, and then I think the 49ers pull it out. And so, um, but again, there's going to it's going to be interesting to see what kind of havoc. Excuse me, what kind of havoc the uh, the Rams can can uh, create? What kind of havoc the uh, Packers can create right now? Yeah, you know, and and, uh, and I mean, they got Dallas first round, and I mean, we've seen Dallas just get their ass handed to them, and we've seen Dallas hand asses out. I mean, not in the playoffs. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, they always like, get their just, ass handed yeah, to them at least. The like, but they're always playing yeah. the 49ers first round of the playoffs, right? <laughs> no, they're generally playing. The Green Bay took them out. That, that oh, was it? I thought Aaron, like, the last time Aaron Rodgers made the playoffs with the Packers was took, that where he he went and they went into Dallas as an underdog and he beat them on the last drive of the game. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, they, yeah. Oh God, I would love nothing more. I, I would Jordan love, love nothing more than the Cowboys to get their hearts broke again by the Green Bay Packers. So, what do you think is going to happen with the Eagles and the Bucks first round? You know, that's I, a game that's, I'm interested ooh, in man. seeing. The uh, Eagles, because the Bucks uh, don't look great. They don't. No, they don't. But the Eagles have slowly been deteriorating all season. The Eagles' problem right now, their first of all, their offense has gone down for sure. Yeah, but their defense. Is even worse. <laughs> There's you got two teams. First of all, their secondaries are garbage, and the run defense is great. Yes. So that's going to be interesting, but I don't know. I will say I I would pick the Eagles, but for this reason and this reason only, because I think the leaders on the Eagles who have been in the playoffs, this is when leadership, and, and I, I don't trust the coaching of the Eagles. I think yeah. that 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 uh, the coach. Um, is it Shane Steichen or is he the coach of the Colts? I get all them fuckers mixed up. But whoever the coach of, of them is, I can see his face. I think it's Steichen, Shane Steichen. But the coach of the Eagles, I don't think he's a good coach. I yeah. think he has really good players. I think he has really good leaders. Uh, you have a locker room with Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, you got um, um, Cox. I can't remember. Darius Slay Slay's yeah. out there corner and um, on the line though you got um the, the veteran um, Fletcher Cox is Fletcher in there? yes yeah. and so you, you you got you got really tough good leadership that I think ultimately is going to pull this team together at least for a week um, Sirianni Sirianni yeah um, Steichen was his offensive coordinator I, I was like and I, he went to the Colts so like, yeah Sirianni yeah, I, I, I don't I think Sirianni's a good coach I got you yeah. A good head coach, I should yeah. say, and and I I think that ultimately they're going to fail again. But I think they're going to beat Tampa this week because I think Tampa isn't a good team. I think they were just in a really bad division. Yeah, they well they had a yeah they, they weren't. I don't know. They look like they need another year. I think Tampa does. Like personally, yeah. They 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 made a lot of stuff click and look good, but I think there's still something there that I mean Baker looked a lot better. You know, Evans still look like Evans putting up thousand yeah, receiving years. I will say Tampa's a team that can really surprise because yeah, it, they have a ton of talent. It can, but they've been dealing a lot with their defense. Like you said, I mean, even you know Devin White, who was a huge lead yeah. linebacker last year. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch three weeks this year. Yeah, because of his attitude and the problems they've got oh, really? in, their, in their in their in locker room and all. So I mean, there's there's some issues going on in that defense that they need to get worked yeah. out, and it's just kind of. I'm I'm interested in seeing yeah, the game. So, because, again, it boils down to leadership. But yeah, they're they're both gonna. And Todd Bowles is never like I think he's an okay coach, but Todd Bowles has never come across to me as like a 
who, uh, a coach who commands the locker room. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, 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 and all that. So either way, I think that, uh, but yeah, there, there's our, yeah. uh, our playoff Super Bowl. Our talk. average analysis. Yeah. Sorry. Our average analysis. So we're going to roll from there into the, um, just, no, not the just average awards. Um, I, I don't know what to call them. I guess we just call them the just, just the, average awards. Just average awards, because we have a just average award. That's yeah. the reason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, we're awards. It's yeah. the awards it's, show. Yeah, we don't have a cool <laughs> awards music, you know. <laughs> it's the award show, <laughs> starring Matt Baker. <laughs> there we go. No, or coasted by Matt Baker. <laughs> And Daniel Hayes, what's up, everybody? I get an award. So Oppenheimer was a <laughs> <laughs> was a movie based off of a. No, I'm just kidding. Now I'm hear not. me out. <laughs> uh, little known fact: we got Joe Coy to award. <laughs> First of all, never. Heard, well, I did hear the guy. I take that back. Never been a big fan. Either way, we're not go, we're yeah. not going down that no, road. No, no, we don't have to get into that. Uh, I knew he sucked before that, but anyway, <laughs> you should have just asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so um, I don't know where should we kick this off. I mean, uh, let's start. Let's start in the middle, right about average. You want the the Kardashian player? Let's start with All the, right. the Kardashian. We're going to start of the year. with our Kardashian comeback player of the year. And if you don't oh, know the reference, that would be a great clip. If you don't know the reference <laughs> to why this is the uh, the comeback player of the year, go look up uh, outtakes from uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Just put in Chris Pratt. Parks and Rec. It'll yeah, pop right it'll, up. For it'll you. be the, the yeah outtakes. Yeah, um, it'll and, pop right and, and up most for of you have seen it, and once you see it, you'll know why. You'll understand. So that's the, our Kardashian comeback player of the year. Our nominees are Baker Mayfield. Ooh, yeah. Uh, finished this season as the QB nine. Uh, went out there and uh, and led his team in a shitty division to a playoff, but he did come back because you got to think about where he was was kicked out of Cleveland, kicked out of Carolina. Kicked out of um, Los Angeles and wound up. And what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, Kyle Trask is going to be the starter. Yeah, we were talking yeah, that Trask yeah. could have been could have taken yeah. that job. And Baker's like, hey, yeah. Uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, former 49ers running back, was just always hurt. Every five minutes was hurt. Yep. China Doll um, never really got a, a solid opportunity. And uh, this year at the beginning of the season, you know, he was drafted middle rounds. Everybody was like, ah, whatever. Somebody's got to start. Maybe it's Mostert. Maybe it's Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, didn't we know. don't know. Didn't know. And, uh, but whoever, we know Mostert's going to get hurt eventually. Yeah, but he was pretty healthy. All, all the season. backups. Yeah, and finished as the RB2. Um, Adam Thielen. Old man Thielen. Last year he took a big dip up in Minnesota. Um, this year he got paid by Carolina, rolled down there on one of the worst offenses in the league. Yep. And finished as a high-end um Wide receiver two was a wide receiver one top ten most of the season. Yeah, till till probably week thirteen or yeah, fourteen. And even. then I they mean, started dipping a bit. Yeah, and then uh, that's it uh, across the other ones out. Yeah. Uh, but so Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Raheem Mostert, and Adam Thielen as our nominees for comeback player of the year, and the winner is Raheem Mostert. Woo! All right, Raheem. Congrats, you won man. the uh, you just you won the average NFL 
What is our name? What do we call it again? Just an average NFL there it podcast. Is. Just an average NFL podcast. Kardashian comeback player of the year. Yes, definitely. It was a, it was a tight race between him and Baker Mayfield. We we. Oh, I'm went. sorry. And, uh, well, Joe Flacco was nominated. Yeah, too. and Flacco. Sorry, uh, Joe Flacco. Obviously, coming off the couch to take his team to the playoffs. I, 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 no one ever brings in the nominees after, do they? That's a whole new thing. <laughs> we're just average, okay? I, I you know, skipped over we'll, his name. We'll figure it out. Uh, I skipped over his name because I was going to put him in last, and then. I, I didn't go back up and see his name. Well, but. you skipped over initially, and then when you read everybody off, you read his name, but we didn't go into him, yeah. you know, his nominee and everything. Yes. But, but even we, still, yeah. it came down between Baker and Mostert. And, uh, I, we, we, mainly those two and not Flacco because they played the whole season. Yep. They, um, and they carried their team. And, and I'm not saying Flacco didn't carry. He definitely elevated the Browns oh. and helped get them. But there's an outside shot they still make the playoffs with with. PJ Walker. Yeah, or I mean, just based off their defense. Who knows what would have happened had he played? They they may have been five weeks of great Flacco, and then it just been trash can Flacco the rest of the year. Right? They never made playoffs, but right. Flacco might go there and do to his pants this week and be like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, there's Flacco. Yeah, and these guys did it for an entire season, so that was the main reason. Yep. So I mean, Moster had to take that away. I mean, dude finished twenty eighth, I think, last year, and number two this year. That's that's yeah, forced to be reckoned with. All right, our (sighs) bust. Just an average bust of the year player, and this is the players. We, we these aren't necessarily the 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 fucky. That's a different one. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that one in a minute. This is just players who busted, and, and a lot of it has to do based off a of draft position um, and stuff like that. Your so, expectation of what right. they should have performed to, yeah. And so Miles Sanders, um, you know, he was drafted, yeah. uh, you know, to be a uh, RB two. You know, I, I think at the beginning of the season, everybody was just like. There's no way if he stays healthy, he finishes below RB2. Yeah, we saw what he did with the Eagles and, yeah. you know, with little opportunity. And then we didn't think Chuba was going to be that great because, I mean, last year he was okay, but right. he wasn't He wasn't a number one and lead finished, back. And, and Miles finished at RB58. So. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Damian Pierce, um, another running back that everybody had high hopes for this year, coming in the second season. Got hurt at the end of last season, but before he got hurt, he was dominating. Yeah. Um, breaking tackles and doing all that. And then we were like, oh, Singletary's his freaking only competition. Mm. There's no way Singletary takes his job. Yeah. And the way they used him in the preseason. So we were pretty hype on Damian Pierce. <clears throat> and then we know that he was duty brown all season. Proven wrong. Yeah. And little another injury to him for a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. still, he got he took a back seat quick. Yes. To De- Devin Singletary. Speaking of taking a back seat, Jahan Dotson took a back seat to Curtis Samuel most of the season. Yes. And this is another guy who finished off the season strong as a rookie last year and everybody had high hopes for. Coming into this year, predicted again as a as a middle wide receiver two to start the season, being drafted that way. And then he was pretty much non existent most of the pretty season. Pretty droppable most of the yeah. season. I mean, as as you look at it. Um Austin Eckler drafted <laughs> In most leagues, as a top five. Yeah, or top three. I yeah. mean, in every one I'm in, I mean, it's just literally, he's especially, yeah. yeah, top three. And he dealt with injury, of course. Um, but coming back and, and then just absolutely being atrocious. Now, he was supposedly dealing with two taped ankles, who was taped massively, which kind of uh, slowed down some was, of his mobility. Was it but... a dump truck taped to each ankle? <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had super high hopes coming into the season as yeah. a guy who was going to finish a, a, as a uh, running back one. He's finally getting the uh, Let opportunity. Let yeah. Let him be the guy. And uh, he was not the guy. No, he was And not. so based off of where he was drafted and the hopes that he had and where we wanted him to be and the fact that he didn't, he's not going to receive another award later, um, we 
the two of us yes. decided that Mr. Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is the bust of the year. Uh, and I know that most of you were like, no way, it's Eckler or Pollard. Uh, First of all, Pollard finished as like RB 18 or 19. Yeah, he was still like an RB too. Yeah. I mean, it didn't kill you. Yeah. Absolutely murdered And nothing. trust me, Eckler gets his due. So yeah, we just didn't want to give him two awards for being shitty. Yeah, and, and it's just <laughs> Miles Sanders was projected to do something. And you literally could have dropped him for – I mean, you could have picked up – I bet we could probably name yeah. 15 other running backs right now. I can tell you right now – I drafted Miles Sanders in a ton of startups this year, thinking like dynasty startups. Thinking, I, I punted quarterback. I went zero or running back. I went yeah. zero RB, and I went after Miles Sanders in a lot of my leagues. And holy shit, that was a bad choice. Could, could you imagine if you went? Oh, let me get Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, or you I know, went for guy. That's the guys I went through. Luckily, in a couple of those leagues, I also went and got Kyron Williams. That's a, that's and a James big, Connor. Yeah, who helped propel me to some places but and yeah Miles can, Sanders really fucked up a yeah. lot of my my uh, dynasty Miles Sanders hurt I mean in any in any redraft you know people are looking at him 8th 10th round thinking they could play him flex and yeah. you couldn't even put him there no. you know I mean it was No he was atrocious Yeah it was pretty bad All right let's go to um breakout player of the year This is a player that going into the season was not a rookie rookies are not part of the breakout player Yeah yeah but yeah. these are guys that that uh when we draft them we hey we don't expect nothing of these guys. If they hit, they hit. This is a guy's a dart throw. Yep. You know, we're just hoping that he does something. So, um, our top, our, our, our top, our first nominee is uh, Zach Moss. Now, I get it. Zach Moss did not do well, but Zach Moss did a whole lot more than anybody expected him to do. He finished better long- than Miles Sanders. Yeah. And I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that coming so, into this season. <laughs> he deserves uh, to be nominated. Yeah. Raheem Mostert, again. Uh, that's another, yeah. Yeah. Um, not really finishing anywhere above in in the RB two in his entire career to to all of a sudden become the the running back two on the yeah. season. Um, Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams in his I think third year this year or was it second year? Second year, second yeah. year. Um, and, and and just being he was at one point the start of the season he was their third string running back. Yep. Behind Cam Akers, behind Chris Evans. No, yep. not Chris. Is it Chris Evans? Yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. Because right, yeah. I get him confused with the uh, Cincinnati. Evan Hull. No, I, 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 well, no, the Cincinnati. Chase Brown. Chase Brown. Yes. <laughs> all them. <laughs> yes, all them other backs. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense to me. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I understood it. So, so that yeah, helps you yeah. out, any. I'm. But once given the opportunity, once they got uh, Acres out of there, and they said, you know what, Kyron, here we're going to give you the ball. He said, I got this. He said, no doubt. Yeah, and then uh, he helped carry people to fantasy championships, and then last but not least, Rashad White. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that I did not think Rashad White was going to be good. I don't think you thought Rashad White was going to be good. I had him a bunch of places because I thought he was going to be good last year. And then when I saw what he did last year, I didn't really expect much out of him yeah. this year. I'll put it that way. Like I thought he was talented last year, right. but I was disappointed last year, and I yeah. had him this year. So yeah, and, and, But he, and, did, he yeah. did prove me wrong this year. Yeah, He's, again, the, the analytics and the metrics based off of what he did last season said this dude was going to be doo-doo this year. Yeah. I listened to it. A lot of fantasy analysts – Analysts, analysts, listen to it, and uh, he was much maligned. Turned out to be a pretty damn good running back. Yes. So our breakout player of the year at Just an Average NFL Podcast is Kyron Williams. <laughs> Dude dominated. 
And uh, Mostert was in contention, but he got the Kardashian player. Well, and my, th- my thing we, we don't of, allow people to to like stack awards yeah, on you our award show. Stack awards, man. That's <laughs> uh, my my thing with Kyron. The reason that I was like he has to be yes. in is what he does for that offense. It's not even as much a, how good of a player he is. It's he literally makes the Rams look like without Kyron. They're like a twelve and five team, or excuse me, they're a five and twelve team. Yeah. With Kyron, they're a twelve. He, and five. he unlocks I mean, that offense. He makes everything. He makes Puka look better. He makes Matt Stafford yes. look better. He makes Cup look well, better. And, he, and we realize he again, brings everything open. We realize with Kyron, what a, a Sean McVay offense always has to have is a really, really good, uh, you know, full time all tooled running back. Yep. When they had Todd Gurley out there dominating. Boom! They were Super Bowl. Everybody team. look good. Yep. You get you get Kyron Williams. All of a sudden, boom! Yep. They make the playoffs. And that's and that's last it, year they didn't really have a running back. Well, they had Kyron Williams. They didn't let him be the running back last year. Yeah, I think it was a little hurt a little bit. But either way, um, and then boom! They were doo doo Browns. So. And when they, it's like they're playing with like this semblance of Gurley, that whole offense reminds me of yeah. that Super Bowl team and yeah. everything. But they got a better quarterback this year. Though, this yeah, time. It, <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Let's roll to. Uh, the rookie of the year, rookie of the year. Obviously, this is rookies, and this is why they were not allowed in the breakout player. Yep. So, uh, first on the list is C.J. Stroud, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, really good quarterback for these. I'm, yes. I don't want to take anything away from this dude. He, he. I, I think cut, you're foreshadowing a little bit. He cut it up, man. He cut it <laughs> up. Don't take away from him yet before we <laughs> announce the winner. Obviously, C.J. Stroud's not winning. Yeah. No, um, not so Puka Nakua. This guy came out of nowhere. Um, for a lot of people, and um, you know, he just dominated. Finishes a top five half point PPR fantasy receiver or top six, I think. Yeah. And uh, just money. Even when we, even when Cup came back, we were like, "Oh, Cup's gonna come back. He's gonna dip." No, he was still money. Yeah. No. It yeah, exactly. And uh, he's tough. He, he's he's great. And uh, you know, I just uh, Puka out of nowhere. Uh, B. John Robinson. It was it was kind of a roller coaster year, but if you look at it all away, all away, all the way across the board, it wasn't a terrible year. He was dealing with a dumbass head coach. He had one really bad week because of coaching, and yeah. because they should have sat him because he was sick. I mean, yeah. there, the hindsight behind it or whatever that it's everybody played him that week. It was a terrible week, yeah. but I mean, outside of that, he's still pretty consistent. He's pretty steady. I mean, um, Sam Laporta. He he yeah he broke a, he broke all the rules of rookie tight ends yep and um, some tied some receiving records yeah as a rookie tight yeah. end you yeah. know so and uh, we figured out had he 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 would have finished as like a wide receiver twenty with his stats uh, so he would have finished as a wide receiver two he was that good yeah uh, so um and then coming on late in the season second half kind of breakouts was Jaden Reed and Rasheed Rice. They're more of an honorable mention, but I just want to put them out there because these two guys just absolutely showed up um, on the second half and really put a name and kind of set the the table for next season for these. The, for them. These are definite names that you could very very potentially hear on our. I breakout. just trade. I just traded Drake London. I don't know if I did a good thing. But I traded Drake London for Jaden Reed and a. In the three hundred five in this year's rookie draft, I don't hate it. I, I as much as I think London's talented, there's way too much that needs to be fixed there in the coaching side alone for London to be yeah what we want London to be. I think. I mean, and the quarterback side, it, it, that's you know part of it as well. I mean, they they don't have it. I probably should have went for the second. 
I, I, I really don't hate it. I, I'd almost. But, but I, I, I just really wanted Jaden Reed. He's I, somebody I'm trying to target this offseason, and I just Reed's, really wanted him. He's an all around tool, though. I mean, he, he they play him out of the backfield. He's super. Hey, you don't quick. mean that in the negative he's context. Da- no, about, not at all. Not that at that all. guy's an all around tool, man. You <laughs> talk about that? No, I know. No, yeah. I mean, he's just he's one of those those special guys that I could see being as or close to as valuable as what we would picture yeah. of Christian McCaffrey. Right. You know, and in a running back position and a, a longevity. He's like a, he's like a Debo light. He is a Debo light. And on that offense he's on, yeah. if they could figure their run game out. And he they can, can figure get, out how to stay healthy and not get his chest hurt every keep, Well, if they can keep Aaron Jones healthy and, you know, not yeah. have the biggest guys running them down. But, I mean, he plays the long ball. He plays the slot. Yeah. I mean, he's all over the field. Yeah, he's, he's, a, I think he's, he's so great. I, I think really he's the like best him. receiver on their team. Even better Christian Watson. I, I believe that as well. I'm not a big Watson fan either. Watson's fast and he can beat the defender but he's not exactly the most accurate catcher unless he has a perfect ball thrown to him and, yeah, and, he, and he's also are, pretty fragile yeah he does break a lot um and then Rasheed rice is, is set up for next year to be i think I, he's not gonna be tyreek i don't think he has that kind of ability um as far as the the uh kansas city receiver but he's he's definitely got the trust of uh his quarterback and it's gonna be interesting Hopefully they last in the playoffs. They don't just get knocked out after one week. Um, and, and to see Rasheed Rice and how he does and how that, that relationship grows. But I think next year Rasheed Rice is going to be a really good low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two type guy that you can put in your lineup every week and feel pretty damn good about it. He's going to be their one next year, and they're going to replace a couple people on that team. I think. And, and Kelsey may retire, but if he doesn't retire, he's already slowing down. And so that's, he yeah. may not be, he, he may not be the dominant Kelsey. So they're going to definitely need somebody to step up and become a more alpha type receiver on that team. His, his just, if you look but, at but his, that's if they don't go out and spend a, a fuck ton of money and pick somebody up. Cause I grab think, somebody, I think they're going know. to be going after like T Higgins or whoever. It, it would be nice. There's, there's a, I think that would help Rice, honestly. I do too. I don't R- think Rice is a alpha one type one receiver. He's he's not. He's like a T Higgins, in my opinion. Like he is a a, a big receiver that can get open as long as he's. His, I think look he's at like his, a Timu. He's like a Timu Amonra to me. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I, I like. I don't know. I like Rasheed Rice. I think he's the more they use him, the better he is for their team. And his percentage, like his. Um, catch percentage and everything is yeah. astronomical. Yeah. Like, not even just for their team. Everybody's catch percentage is better than everybody else that's on their team. My but. catch percentage <laughs> is amazing compared, compared to Kadarius Tony and MVS. MVS and, <laughs> yeah, no, tell me about it. But, I mean, once they started uh, using him more, they started yeah. – his. He, he went from three to four targets to eight to nine. Yeah. It was seven to nine catches every yeah. game. I yeah. mean, he's – He's, he's going to be money next year. Definitely. So our winner of Rookie of the Year is Puka Nakua. Uh, seen that one coming. Dude's a man. He is an absolute man, and he is going to, if he stays healthy and protects his body a little bit better, be a very dominant receiver for a very long time. It's crazy. About midseason, I went back and started looking at like some of his college highlights and stuff like that, and I mean, I he. He's different, like from what I saw on on his college stuff and all to what I see with him with the Rams and everything. He he plays bigger and faster to me in the NFL. Oh than yeah, he did in college, hundred percent. If that makes sense, like well, that's why the dude was a like, fifth round draft pick. Exactly. I mean, you look at him in, in his college tapes and stuff like that, and yes, he he made some good plays. He ran good routes. He's real crisp, but translating into the NFL, I, I would I don't see what he's a different person all the way around. I think so too. Playing you know, with, I don't know if it was, I don't know if, 
I wouldn't say it was maturity because if you if you look at mature like a like a, re- a receiver or an athlete maturing, then he wouldn't have started the season that yeah, way. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? No, exactly. But this dude started out for the most part at the beginning of the season. He came in as a different him. person. It's almost like they talk about in preseason. Everybody was well, people in preseason reports were coming out. Like, this Puka Nakua guy is pretty damn good. And everybody's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Mm. We hear the preseason hype all the time, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. And, and, and it kept going. And, and so, yeah, I think it's – I think some – I don't know who the wide receivers coach is. Yeah. It, but it could be something it, like some that, that a coach finally – opened him up. said, hey, instead of doing this, why don't you try this? And all of a sudden it just, like, clicked. That's a you good know what point. I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And so I don't know if that's what it is. I'm just kind of hey, speculating it does that a dude sense. can make such a huge drunk jump – in a short period of time, because I, because I, like I said, I was like Puka Nakua, and I watched how he played. You know, you're looking at go watch weeks one through five, yeah. him playing for the Rams and see his play, see his routes, see the way he gets open, and then go and, watch his college, and then film. watch his college stuff. It's not even the same person. No. Like it's insane. And here's the other thing, they they targeted him like from the jump, like they saw something. Oh yeah, he was he wasn't projected to go where they took him, but they were like. He felt us here. We we, we were it. big on this guy, and there and there's there's some reports or rumors that they wouldn't they wanted to take him earlier, but because of other people falling to them yeah, or whatever, they just kind of held they out. Just and held out. They and so they, they, could, they but yeah. they 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 had him higher on the draft board, and so somebody hey, on that team saw something, something in him yeah. and in the way that he played that they were because he tested terrible too. Yeah, I mean he he, he there was nothing. Really, like super awesome coming out. I mean, he, look, he was a decent prospect. Yeah, I don't want to say. I don't want to act like the, this exactly. guy was nothing. Yeah, he's not a football yeah, player. He yeah, wasn't. No. He wasn't James Robinson of a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, he had talent and stuff. But it was just like it wasn't. It wasn't. It what we saw. It wouldn't have translated into what we see. No, what we seen no. this last year. Yeah. No, and, was, and and his attitude and the way that he carries himself and the way that he, it's like when uh when McVay's when he got hit that one game and McVay's like he's laying on the ground and he wasn't breathing. I thought he was dead. And then they told Puka and he goes, Yeah, I thought I was dead too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah. So he is uh, the rookie yeah. of the year. That's why well deserved, man. Keep doing the thing, yeah. man. Congratulations. I'm sure it yes, means a lot. If you're to listening you. to this. <laughs> Take, first of all, take it to heart. Yeah, first of all, why are you listening to them? <laughs> anyway, um, all right, what, what, premium fantasy advice. That's why he's that's, listening that's to good. this. No, average, average fantasy, fantasy advice. advice. Yeah, man. All right. Our, uh, speaking of that, our next award up is the Just Average Award. Now, this is an award that is is specific for our show. It's it's it was the Jacoby, which you call it the Jacoby Myers Award. Yeah, because Jacob for when Jacob, we couldn't give it to Jacoby this year because. He, 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 he was, was too volatile. A little above average for a little while. In some weeks, yeah, some, but yeah. he was also more of a roller coaster. He was. What, what we look for is what. It, this, this is this doesn't really apply to top end because it's the toughest award to really pick yeah, out. Yeah, because too. if it applied to top end, it would be CMC. Mm. <laughs> but it's 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 a guy that finishes. It can be somewhere in the middle, but it's somebody who maybe there's not too many super highs, but there's definitely not too many super lows. He's just kind of right there. He's in that that he's in that comfortable zone. I think he's he's a player that you could see someone who finished second in a championship. Yeah, and go you had him on your team, and then they they go look at his points. Yeah, and you go look at his points, and we're like, wow, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize he yeah. did that. Or he's a guy like, that you, that you 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 try to trade, you try to you send somebody a trade offer, and you send them this guy, and they're like, why would I want that guy? Yeah, and you're like, like bro. 
he finished it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look at like, it, and they go look, look at his stats. I'm like, wow, this guy's actually pretty yeah, good. Like, I, I, why have I not noticed <laughs> yeah, this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's under yeah, the radar. Yeah, he's you're never really him. happy with him, but you're never pissed off. Yeah, you're never mad that you yeah. put him in your flex. Yeah. Because your other <laughs> options did a little better yeah. or a little worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was like. Yeah, so that's our just it was a average. Win-win. Yeah, he's just yeah. kind of there, you know. And so this year's nominee nominees are um, Chris Olave. Nominee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you would think if you go if you would think based off of the the reports this year that Alave was bad, but he actually if you look he was pretty steady. I mean he had some spike weeks. Yeah, he had a couple up but, and down here. There, yeah, but. yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't crazy. He was always kind of in the pocket. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Sutton, same thing. He's just kind of Cortland Sutton. I'm sorry, what did I say, Carlos? You said Carlos. Is there a Carlos Sutton? There's not. <laughs> there might no, be somewhere. No, there's not. <laughs> there's that name Sutton. doesn't exist in any aspect of anything. <laughs> All right, but so also Cortland. Cortland Sutton, Sutton is like just average. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Sutton. He's actually. It's, it's it's Carlos Sutton and Cortland Santana. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, exactly. So Cortland Sutton and, and look, I about week eight or nine, I was like surprised that Cortland Sutton was doing as good as he was. I'm yeah. like, what is Cortland Sutton uh, this high? I, I tell At the you, beginning of the year, everybody's like, stay the fuck away from Cortland Sutton. This dude is garbage. Yeah, he's on the way and then, out. Yeah, and then, the week, out the he, and then for a while, he was like, all he did is get a touchdown a game. Every game. Yeah. Like, he was averaging a touchdown and every then, game. Uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, you know, he's been a fairly volatile running back the last few years. And this year, believe it or not, he was pretty steady in a half-point PPR it, right there in the middle. I mean, he did have some spikes and falls. And look, nobody's perfect. Nobody's right in the pocket yeah, all season. We tried to find so that guy. Tough. There's no more Jacoby Myers. There is no, <laughs> no longer is there Jacoby Myers. And so our just average right in the pocket player that pissed you off the least but never really made you super excited is Cortland Sutton. Ah. Winner and I, then I, I couldn't get his name that, right. That consistency of you know eight to fifteen points throughout the entire yeah. season, like almost every. I mean, the thing with um, Alabe, he had a couple 18, 19s and a couple five six, yeah. but Sutton was like literally the perfect flex, like touchdown, the perfect flex play. I think he had like thirteen oh, the touchdowns, perfect third wide receiver, or twelve, you, yeah, twelve touchdowns on the yeah. year. Out of 17 weeks, you know, like yeah. it, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, yeah, it's on three targets for 40 yards, but he got you 11 points. He yeah. got you 12 yeah. points. He got yeah. you 14 points. Nobody was trading you, trying to get this guy from you in a trade. Yeah, no. Nobody wanted this guy in a trade, but you always had him in that flex for he third wide receiver all season. Low key, he could set him, forget him, and he was always there. And it just, easy, all right. Easy. We got two MVPs and then the fucky. So we'll go with the postseason MVP. Ooh, postseason MVP. All right. So the postseason MVP is the guy who we think helped you the most weeks 15 through 17. Yep. When it counted. Yeah. When it really mattered. The most. You got here. You need the win. Amon Ross St. Brown averaged basically got you 20 points every fucking week. Yeah. A little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but it was it was basically twenty. The only one outside of a quarterback that did that all three of your fans. Yeah, got you at least twenty or more every week. Joe Flacco got you at least twenty points every week at quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. And uh he outscored every quarterback 
except for Lamar, I think. Yeah. Actually, I think he outscored Lamar. Oh, and one of the weeks during yeah, those I think weeks, it was one no, of the, I think yeah. as a combined, I oh, think he was the okay. high, I think he was the QB one of fifteen through seventeen. Ah, Lamar Jackson was the QB two, fifteen through seventeen. Oh wow. Uh, but he had a really big week, the final week. He got you five touchdowns. I think yeah. he was like 40 points. Um, <laughs> CMC. Uh, CMC had a great first two weeks, and then that last week he got hurt and left and only got you 11 points. Yeah. C.D. Lamb dominated every week of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, he did have one little down week, but the first week and the last week he was money in the bank. Um, Jordan Love, believe it or not, was pretty damn solid throughout the playoffs. Yeah, Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts solid through the playoffs. Kyron Williams won people some leagues. Yeah, Week he did. seventeen, he showed up and showed out and carried your teams. So the winner of the postseason MVP is CD Lamb. Oh. <laughs> that week fifteen and that week seventeen was fucking dominant. Yeah, this this. This one kind of really, for me, ended on the fact that if you if you made it, which I'm sure a lot of people who made it to the championship week played with CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb went out there and doubled every other player's points that week. Like he put up like 32 yeah. or 33 and a half point PPR. He was like, the wide receiver one. Yeah. He scored you 15. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the worst he did. Then he scored you 22, and then he dropped 33.7 in a half point in week 17. He would have just dominated. You could have played him over anybody else you had on your bench, period, and he would have won you the championship just out there. Just I mean, he he's one of those so good that had you played CeeDee Lamb and a wide, um, a Stephon Diggs, who yeah. did nothing, yeah. CeeDee, he did enough to cover both. Exactly. Those last two weeks. Um, and so I'm sorry. I th- I, when I said I thought it was the first and the last week that he dominated, it was 16 and 17 that he dominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the regular season MVP award. Um, this is the guy who was steady throughout the whole fucking season. The guy who got you to the playoffs. You never had to bench him for the most part, um, and, and uh, you never worried about him. All right. First on the list, Tyreek Hill. He did have some injury stuff there towards the end, but for the most part, Tyreek was every week in your lineup. Yep. Kyron Williams, aside from injuries, dude was money. Christian McCaffrey, whole season, money, never had a bad week. Not not one week was a bad week. Not one week, yeah. No, he was absolutely money. Jalen Hurts was a solid QB, finished as the QB2 on the season, I don't think he had any bad weeks. He had some meh weeks, but no bad weeks. Same thing with Josh Allen. Had really solid, and he had some really good spike weeks that helped carry you through some uh, 140 points, some 30-point weeks. CeeDee Lamb, again, just dominated all season. Um, uh, he had he had few down weeks, but most of the time, I mean, you got to expect that with wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amon Ross St. Brown, again, was just money and, 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 uh, and, and played uh, great – throughout the entire season yeah, um, with minimal um, bad weeks. But the guy who didn't let you down, carried you all the way, and took you into the promised land is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I mean, yeah, man. listen, Christian McCaffrey was the RB1 
He was overall number three. Only two quarterbacks outscored him. He was the wide receiver one, the running back yeah. one, the tight end one. The next running back was Raheem three. Mostert was <laughs> over 100 points behind him in yep. fantasy points. I think we've been in yeah. this position before. Yeah. I think When McCaffrey's healthy, he's the he's one of the very few guys. He doesn't need touchdowns to score, but when he gets them, it just elevates him, oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he just he just – he was over over fifty percent, almost sixty percent of teams that made the finals had Trish McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and I'll tell you something something else too, just to look at and consider. This year, with McCaffrey finishing where he finished, he played almost fifteen percent less snaps overall throughout the year than he did the two years he finished in similar position with the Panthers. Right. So they're, they're using him less and he's, he's more still scoring efficient. the same amount of points for you. So I mean this this is actually really good for McCaffrey owners I feel. With the injury years, they're kind of down years. They're kind of resting years. So typically you're going to get these high one running back. I have a hot take when it comes to McCaffrey. We're, you finish. we're looking at at least one more year, maybe two of this kind of, this what you got right now. And as long, especially if they keep using him like they're using him, they're not running him into the ground. They've got other people there to help take pressure off of him. I, I, man, I think he, him going to the 49ers was the best thing fantasy for best yeah. thing for fantasy for all of us. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's he's got it made right now, in my so, opinion. I, I think I've brought this up before in the past, and I want to bring it up again just to keep it on record. So, this is this is for dynasty owners, yeah, specifically. I'm going to ride Christian McCaffrey into the sunset. Yeah, true, true that. Now, the thing is about running backs, you generally want to try to try to trade them, get the haul right before the the fall. You know, you look mm-hmm. at what happened with Derrick Henry this year. You look at what happened with Austin Eckler. Um, if you carry these guys into this season, you're kicking yourself because you're not going to be able to offload them. You're stuck with them now. You, the only thing you can hope is that next season they start out amazing and you can dump them fast. Um, but McCaffrey to me is somebody I'm just going to ride him all the way because here's the thing that I I think my hot take is this, and I don't know if it's hot, but it's my take. I haven't heard anyone else say it. I think McCaffrey is going to convert to a slot receiver at some okay. point. Now, yeah. I'm not saying – next year or the year after but when the running back position becomes a position that is too much where he he falls off yeah i think you're going to get another year or two with him just being a a, a slot receiver and it could work yeah Yeah, his dad is a is a borderline hall of fame receiver ed mccaffrey this he runs mccaffrey runs cmc runs routes better than most wide receivers yep it would be nothing for him to transition at that 29, 30, 31 year stage of his life into a slot receiver, get him the ball in space, let him go out there and do a little bit. He takes extreme care of his body, and and I think that you could get a two, three more years. I think he can be an anomaly when it comes to age um, and, and ability. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it, I'm predicting it, uh, and we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's just wishful thinking of somebody who has him in multiple dynasties. Who <laughs> wants more? Who no, wants like five more years of McCaffrey? I, I will now say I'm that, not saying oh, I, I will finish, and then I'll let you. I don't, I don't mean to keep you interrupting, but I, I want to finish by saying I don't think when he converts or if he converts to a slot receiver, I don't think he's going to be, you know, wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. But he could still be a solid wide receiver two type guy um at least for another year or two he can still get you production enough that it's okay to ride him into the sunset i mean even if you look at like our social experiment we need to look and see what he if he'd have done say 20 percent less points where he would have finished 
along this because like like you said he was a hundred above the next running back. Yeah. So I mean, it, you put him in, in a the half wide, point. Everybody. It, yeah. You, point. you put him in the wide receiver landscape. Take his numbers and take fifty points, even a hundred points off of it. Say he gets no rushing. Well, go yards. look at his stats right now. What what what, what are his rushing and receiving the, splits? If we just took because I know rushing, there was one year. There's one year with the Panthers where if you'd have just taken his rushing stats and not not receiving stats, he'd have been an RB two. Yeah. And if you took just his he he had a thousand in both. And if you'd just taken his receiving stats, he'd have been a, a wide receiver too. So if we if we take this year just just this year into consideration, he had 67 receptions for 564 yards and seven touchdowns. Okay, so that's a low end guy, but he'd still finished higher than uh, John but, Dotson. But that's not being used as a. No, I'm just saying. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't I mean, know if this was a year where you could split them. But he had 14 touchdowns rushing. Right. So I mean, still being partially used in the rush game, I could easily. I mean, he had he had 2,000 yards overall. Mm-hmm. He had. 21 touchdowns overall. Yeah. Yeah, dude was just at – even if you cut him in half. <laughs> I mean, you, you take well, half his saying. numbers. There's a year where he had 1,000 and 1,000. Sam Laporta finished as with 184.9 points and a half yeah. point PPR. Yeah. and As a tight end one. As, it would have been a tight end one and a wide receiver 19 or 20. Yeah. And if we'd cut McCaffrey's points in half, he'd be at 187. Yeah. So he'd be still above <laughs> yeah, Laporta yeah, right now. Yeah. He'd be like wide receiver 17 with just half the stats Look, he's got for, right for now. For a position player to outscore quarterbacks. Now, I, I want to add the caveat. This is four-point passing touchdowns. Six-point yeah, yeah. passing, there's more quarterbacks going to be above him. Yeah. But he finished – there's only two, Hertz and Allen, overall in all fantasy that outscored him. And – he's just that dominant. Yeah. And there's very few players that are that dominant for as long as he has been. Mm -hmm. Minus the two years that he was injured, every single year and his rookie year. You take you take his rookie year out, which he was really good his rookie year, but he wasn't this kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take that out of out of it in, in the two years that he was injured, this dude has been a top five overall fantasy performer every year, yeah. if not top two or three. So in this, this, is, this league is a full point PPR, so just – because it's quick and easy to pull up. He was 10, 2, 1, 2 injury years, 2 and 1. I mean, and he, his numbers when he finished 1 last time were 15 points more than when he finished 1 this time. <laughs> In a full point PPR now, you know, but still, you know. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I, I don't know when the follow-off's going to happen with, with McCaffrey. And it happens. Like, we didn't think yeah. it would have happened with Derrick Henry. It, it hit Eckler this year. And it hit Eckler. Nobody expected that. that we don't know quick, when but. it's going to happen. And, 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 and But he is so good, he's so dominant, that it's like you might as well just stay with it. Yep. You might as well just stay with it because he's you're going to be in contention. I mean, if you're in a contender, obviously. If you somehow end up in a rebuild and you have McCaffrey, you need to fucking trade him now. <laughs> yeah, right. Get rid of him. But if you're a contending dynasty team and you have McCaffrey, just ride that horse until it until it dies. And then when 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 he's done and and he, he falls off that that age cliff, then you just uh you say a prayer, you pour one out for your dead homie 
and uh, you you thank him for the memories. Everything, man, you thank yeah. him for. You look over at your trophy shelf <laughs> and you think of all the memories of the CMC. <laughs> you know, times and all the money that if you play in money leagues that he helped rake in for you, and you just you you cry, you shed a tear, you let it run down your face. And uh, you, you bid him adieu. You just say, uh, oh, yeah. You, you put him on a boat and send him out in the water and shoot a burning arrow. And then you just you, you cry as you drink from your 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 uh, gold chalice. solid gold chalice. Yes. <laughs> this year he had four games all year long where he played over eighty percent or eighty eight percent of the game. Yeah. And in his second year with Carolina. Yeah, he had one game that he played under where he played under eighty four percent of the game. The actually one game where he played under ninety seven or two games where he played under ninety seven. But here's of the, the game. thing: McCaffrey can knock that down to sixty percent and still be the RB one. Oh, you know, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I'm just saying there's there's a good thought for everybody yeah. because I think that this fact that they're kind of not playing him as heavy is is yeah. good news for. Yeah. Owners of McCaffrey for upcoming years. Yep. All right. So the last award on the docket is the fucky. And the fucky is the guy who was on fuck that guy the most. The one that irritated us the most. The one that, 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 that just destroyed our fantasy teams the most. Um, and it, and it can be at any time during the season. It could be like he was good and then he was bad. But at any point, he just fell off a cliff and or if it was all season and just destroyed our fantasy lives and we had to give him grief throughout the season, then he is a nominee for the fucky. So our nominees for the fucky. And we're not going to give stats. We're not going to break it down. We're I'll just going to some t- fucking stats. All right. <laughs> the first nominee on the board is Tony fucking Pollard. Yep. Stats were he wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be. Yeah. Next on the board <laughs> is Cooper fucking Cup. Some more stats were he wasn't as good as we thought he was going to yeah, be. And he was injured, and then he sucked, and then he was okay for yeah. a minute. Yeah. But he had a couple games. Next on the board is. Austin fucking Eckler. He wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be. <laughs> All fucking season. All season, Like two yeah. weeks, maybe. He was running around with taped dump truck ankles. <laughs> and then was. last but definitely not least is Stefan fucking Diggs. Yeah. It was, was at the as, end, but it was at the most fucking important he, part. He wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be either. No, for a minute he was. <laughs> he had a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah he, we he had, had a weeks. whole half a season Yeah, in the beginning more. of the season it was good. Yeah. And so, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, and Stefan Diggs. And the winner of this year's fucky is... Austin fucking Eckler. Yep. There, there's... I don't even know why we had other applicants on this. There should have been... I think... A couple of them requested it personally, but I. When I spoke with Tony Pollard earlier, he asked if we had uh, Austin Eckler on this list, and yeah. I, I confirmed he was here. He was Austin here. Eckler called and wanted to make sure we had Austin Eckler on the list. Yeah, I I don't know. I I it's he's one of those where there was he, he was there were people he was so good. There were people. Year. I'm not going to name names, 
But there were people who have been on this show as a host in the past. There was people. A person. <laughs> who believed so at some point wholeheartedly. that Eckler was going to be better than McCaffrey. Mm. He believed. We can, thankfully, we convinced him, me and you together, with yes. our adamant that McCaffrey is 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 a, a, a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 <laughs> more he, than a unicorn. That, that you should never that turn down McCaffrey. That he drafted McCaffrey over Eckler, and after he did it, he regretted it. <laughs> but after it, the season started, he did not regret it. Yeah, anymore. no, he he thanked us <laughs> his name, without even thanking us. I'm not gonna say his name, but it rhymes with Schmandrew Schmacola. Yeah, it does rhyme <laughs> with that very closely. Uh, but to give credit to Andrew, I did find it in the book. Um, I don't remember what week this was, but at some point in the season. It didn't happen, but it was way closer than I it thought was, it was going to be. It was really close. He predicted that Puka was going to finish the season higher than AJ Brown. And it was, uh, it was look, making a run for it. There was, but this AJ <laughs> Brown, from, I think, finished at four or five, and Puka finished at five or six. It was but, one spot behind. But I'm, I also want to put this out there. This is also coming from a guy who thought the Falcons were going to get twelve and six this year. Twelve and five. So, twelve and five. Yeah, twelve me. and six would have been even crazier. That would have been insane. They won their bye week, and we know they can't do that. So, hey, but you're talking to a guy right now, and this me, this guy, which we're going to talk about this in a few after the Super Bowl. We'll have a recap where we roast each other. We'll have a season long roast. But I didn't think the Cowboys were going to make playoffs yeah oh yeah and they kind of yeah they kind of stepped up and did a little damage there and i also thought tan hill was going to be a qb1 oh i do remember that and i think i think i now, had a whole rant about now, it bro. There, there was injury too in this but you thought justin herbert was going to be the qb1 well there was a part of the overall, season where so. he was for a minute but, yeah, it, but it, i will kinda, i will i will confidently say had he stayed healthy, he still wouldn't have been the QB. Yeah, no, and, and well, had Eckler been any kind of running back, it might have helped Herbert <laughs> been a QB one. But uh, so that could be play both ends of that. Yeah. Where so there it is, our fucky, our fuck that guy of the year. So we'll say to you, from everybody in fantasy land, in a completely non personal, fun fantasy way, to Austin Eckler from all of us. Fuck. fuck that guy <laughs> so there it is guys there's our award show and uh next week i don't know what we're gonna do we'll do something i don't know what day it's gonna be but it'll be one of them we'll, we'll figure it out we'll get on a yeah, i will say this get on a it'll schedule. be monday tuesday or wednesday actually it'll be monday or tuesday because yeah. i have to go out of town wednesday and I'll be gone Thursday and Friday. Okay. I just, I, hey, Baker's just now finding this out. I, I now <laughs> I know. So Monday or Tuesday of next week, we will put a show out there, most likely talking about the first round of the playoffs and whatever else uh, we, we can come up like with. We talk about. I mean, so it, this is where, average we're kind of freewheeling we this time of year. So. Yeah. We'll throw some stuff out there, some interesting stuff. Yes. But uh, you guys enjoy the playoffs, and we'll talk to you next week. Later. Holla.